Welcome to the VTuber Voices Podcast, where we talk about what it's like to be a creative VTuber and or content creator in the, what is right now the modern day and age, unless you're listening to this in like the way future. Ooh, spooky. Uh, this is part two of the first part of a huge section of Q&A questions that we did. If you're interested in asking questions ever for the podcast, make sure you check me out on YouTube or on Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash sapphire. Anyways, let's hop straight into it. Answer those questions. Lumi, welcome in Lumi. Lumi says, would you still become a VTuber if you show your face? Sometimes because I always had that question in my head. Would you still become? Yeah, you can. You can. If you want to try out being a VTuber, uh, then try it. And if it works for you, great. And if you decide it's not for you, great. But you need to try it to see if it's something that's going to work for you. Like try it. Just try it. Who cares? If you got it, if you want to change your mind later, you're going to change your mind. And there's always going to be people who are going to say some stuff. Let me tell you, every time I've made choices, people are going to say stuff. How much you guys want to bet when I switch to my live 2D model, there's going to be people like, where's your 3D VTuber? Why using a 2D model? Boy, I don't care. Let me do what I want to do. It's not your life. It's not your content. It's not your life. Let me do what I want to do. Um, that's just me getting really heated about it, but no, just do what you want to do and, uh, and see what feels right. And if it no longer feels right, then you can make that transition and switch. Cookie says the only failure you'll have is if you don't try. Cookie, speaking facts. I've had a hard time because I want to do so many things. I don't know what to focus on. I'm always scattered. Same here, Thalia. I'm also multi-passionate. Multi-passionate people tend to struggle with that concept. I am right there with you. Uh, again, as long don't, like I'd say at least focus on, like if you feel like you have too many things going on, challenge yourself to finish like one project a month, even if you're scattered, right? That's actually the way that I set it up was like, I would like to get this project done this month even if it takes me like the whole month, right? And you're doing like a bunch of different things at once because I'm doing a hundred things. I'm making YouTube videos. I'm streaming. I'm working on like a visual novel. I'm working on a, des a character design class. I'm working on uh, a sponsorship videos. I'm working on a hundred things at once, but give yourself a general goal for the month. Like what is your focus for that month? And I think that would be able to help you with that scatterbrained feeling. So hopefully that helps because that's, that's what's been helping me. If I could pass anything on to you guys, I wish I started YouTube like 10 years ago, literally. Like why did I start now? what was it maybe it just wasn't right for me yet but um I would I wish I would have started sooner and if you're struggling with starting now just tell yourself that you're gonna wish next year you're gonna wish you have started this year because we build up all these doubts and these fears but then you start and you're like wow like this has been missing my whole life why didn't I start sooner okay so the next question from I don't is how do I make exciting content content there's lots of different value ads that you can add to make your content valuable there are many. I don't know all of them off the top of my head, but I'll give you an example of three. We've got educational, we've got entertainment, and we've got inspiration. Those are only three of the many value ads that you can add to your content. So how do you make your content more exciting? By adding one or more value ads. So what can you add to your content to make it exciting? These value ads, you need to ask yourself, what can you add? Now, the problem is there's a lot of Twitch streamers who start YouTube and they're like, I'm just going to post highlight reels and I'm just going to post a clips. It's really not that valuable though. Like it's really not that valuable because you're not really offering them anything. They don't care. Like nobody cares that you're playing Animal Crossing and just like, no, like nobody cares. So like you need to, you need to figure out how you're going to make somebody care, right? And I put that harshly, but it's true. So how do you make somebody care and how do you add value to their life? You can make them laugh, but why would they want to see you make them laugh when they can go see like somebody that's way bigger make them laugh? So you need to find, and then that's when you need to find your niche and like a unique twist on how to make yours different and stand out. So there's like a whole different set, but how you make 
exciting content is how can you com combine more than one because again if you just throw a highlight reel of you like sniping somebody like on halo or something like nobody cares dude why like why do you want to nobody cares i can go snipe somebody on halo or you can go watch somebody else like a pro player nobody cares so like how do you make valuable content that people actually want to watch right like my ch youtube channel it solves a problem it helps people solve a problem like how do i begin vtubing how do i use this program that practice that's value you're adding value to somebody's life you're transforming them you're helping somebody who's struggling and this is just basic marketing who is your audience what do they need help with what are they struggling with my audience is struggling with wanting to become a vtuber wanting to become a freelance artist wanting to be a, cr a creative that is creatively free that's what my channel offers you is helping you figure out all those pain points you're not helping somebody figure out a pain point by helping by showing them you snipe somebody on halo nobody cares okay and again i'm i, I hate to be harsh about it but like that's what you need to think about in order to make exciting content content fedra asks do you think it's okay to have different subjects to stream i mean would people watch like art gaming and vlogging because i love them but i don't know which to choose when you are starting out fedra if you're still in the beginning stages and you're like i don't know what to create just experiment literally do whatever you want right now it's insist it's important to be consistent but it's more important for you to explore yourself as a creative when you're starting out uh so st you can start all over the board but then you probably should focus in on like a specific niche so this is how it kind of goes this is how i see the pattern of a content creator you start with experimenting and doing a lot of things you love. You find something that works. That's what happened with me. I was experimenting. Then I found something that works, VTubing. And then you put a lot of content out on that. And then you slowly start introducing back in multiple varieties of things that you like doing. But again, you still don't want to shoot too far off of your niche because people will be upset because you're supposed to be creating stuff for a specific audience. So I would say start with what you want right now, figure out what you like, and then try to s until something lands, until something works, and then start sort of following that journey or that path. I feel like that is helpful hopefully streaming like i said earlier with streaming it doesn't really matter because people are mostly there for you and your personality at that point where it really matters is your content really matters is with long form content like youtube it's that's really important like putting valuable content in one spot that people can go find later but for streaming it doesn't matter like you guys are already here for me like as a person so it, it's not a huge deal when you're streaming geekish says when should i make a website and how to find the purpose when i think about making a website i only think about my socials about me model bio and link to my you should make a website pretty much like pretty soon to when you start so people can find your like uh it's like a website maker thing and you can just do something basic like your socials to start with geekish and then you can develop a further website later just look at other websites that are similar to what you like the kind of content you want to create so if you want to be a content creator check out other big content creators that you like check out their website see what they put on there and then see what you can how you can make that own adaption into yours but i would start with just a card and use this as like your business card and you can develop like a more a more refined website later when you can either be a hire a team or b make it yourself yeah so if you want to do something else besides tutorials that's really really difficult um i'm gonna be honest with you i don't have a lot of answers for that right now because 80 percent of the people that use the internet are looking up answers to questions so and chances are you have answers to questions that you can help. But if you're not an educator, I don't know how you like wouldn't want to be an educator or couldn't be an educator. Like, cause it's something that excites me so much. If you aren't taking the educational route, your discoverability chances are going to be a lot less. Let me tell you. But that's when you would want to take the content strategy of like YouTube shorts and TikToks because you can go viral off of that short form content that doesn't have as much value. Like YouTube shorts and TikToks can become, can blow up for like the dumbest things and not even being like super valuable, right? So yeah, besides, so then you're banking on, Setria, you're banking on 
on virality, right? Because 80% of the people that use the internet in the modern day are searching an answer for a question. Think about how many times you've used YouTube or Google to find an answer to something you're looking for. You don't look for somebody playing Minecraft, right? Like doing a Minecraft Let's Play. The only way that you end up really finding out about a Minecraft Let's Play if it's somebody that's already established themselves as a long-term like creator, like Captain Sparkles or Ant Venom or like whatever, or like PewDiePie or something. But there's still people that rise up and like you'd have to study. Those are case studies you'd have to do. I don't have a lot of answers to that because personally, um, I did not take that route. You So what you'll do is you'd want to find those content creators that grew big in another area and case study them, like reverse engineer and analyze. Okay, how did this person actually get to their level of success and how could I apply that to what I'm doing or make it different? So you'd have to reverse engineer that. Um, like I said, I don't have a lot of answers because that's not the route I took, uh, but I could like, I think if I did take that route, I could find out a way, but I don't, I, I'm an educator at heart. So I'd still end up taking the educational route, I think. Yeah, you can, and again, Century, you can do the one for me, one for you concept where you do like let's plays or like something fun or funny and then do like a tutorial but you definitely can't expect it to get as much views as like your other stuff there's it's there's this goes into like a whole thing but yeah and do you think there are clear pros and cons between different donation and asset sites for an artist content like paypal cash app ko-fi booth um pros and cons yeah probably i haven't experiment experimented with all those so i couldn't give you a tellier like the best one but i'd say choose one that fits your vibe and something that you like and something you feel like your work would be do well on ko-fi is very like cute kawaii vibes so then if your art is like cute kawaii vibes you'd sell it there same for etsy right if you have like cute kawaii aesthetic vibes so you get what i'm saying like choose a site that helps fit the vibe of the type of work that you're selling and every website has a different type of vibe so and that's why there are different websites are you going to create a manga but i don't know how, where to start i already I uh, have all the concepts and story beats ready. I just don't know where to start with creating a manga. Um, honestly, just start with like a script, like a rough draft. Like you can write out a script before you do the panels. I think that would help a lot. And then you can break the script down into panels. Does that make sense? So start with like write out a script like you're doing a story. So just start writing and then eventually you can break that down and like add notations for like imagery that you want for each one of those lines. And then you can start a storyboard. Hi, Lucky Minds. Welcome and how's it going? If you have a manga at home, try reading the first chapter and see how those manga artists started their stories off. There you go. One for another question. Uh, Fedra said, I don't really have a talkative or humor character, but I like the way I am and my characters, but would it work for others? It, everybody wants something different. Some people like apples, some people like oranges. So be whatever fruit you are, be that fruit fully. Be an apple or be an orange and people will come because people like oranges and people like apples, but not everybody likes oranges and not everybody likes apples, right? Next question is by Cosmic Yin. Cosmic Yin asks, what made you do YouTube and Twitch? Also, how did you get content out and get noticed? Um, YouTube and Twitch, so I've answered this a few times before in the past, but what made me do YouTube and Twitch? I answered the YouTube question earlier about like why I started YouTube. Um, For Twitch, it was initially just to start streaming like my art projects. I was in advanced art classes in high school and I wanted to share my progress of like my art. I was like, I'm stream or I'm working on art. I might as well stream some of my art, make some friends. It's like really wanted some friends in like the creative industry and I wanted to share my work while working on it. So that's literally how it started for me. Um, And how did I get noticed? I got noticed by... Okay, so the two ways that I got noticed, I was stream. I've been streaming for, for a lot of you know four to five years. I didn't hit 1,000 followers on Twitch until four years in, guys. It took me four years to hit 1,000 followers on Twitch, and then I started YouTube last year, and I got about 12-ish k in one year. I got noticed because I hopped onto. There's two things that happened, like analytical wise. There might be some luck thrown in there as well. I became a VTuber right when it started to become hot, so I hopped on a trending topic and became one of the first. So first mover. So that's number one. Number two is I utilized a content growing strategy 
strategy called search engine optimization, which is where you optimize your videos to be found when people are searching stuff on stuff or searching for stuff on YouTube and Google. So that's what got me started and how I got myself out there is because I got my video to rank on YouTube, which means it shows up in the first five videos when you search something on YouTube for VTubing. So I got my video to rank. So that's one way how I got noticed combined with the power of trending, which just boosted the video, which got me noticed and sort of gave me this really big push. I was doing still doing okay with like my content, but that gave me a really big push, which allowed me to be a full-time content creator now. What is Pinterest and is it recommended to make a count as a content creator? Do you have any tips on making online networks as a newbie channel? Um, Just be genuine. Try to connect with people. Twitter, Twitter, connect with people in their content and like comment on things that you like. That's my best for like networking as a newer person. And then joining Discord communities too, super helpful. And then interacting with people there. Meme of the day asks, how do you manage the weird internet trolls, spams, bots, especially as a female YouTuber and VTuber? Yeah, so we've talked about this before. I That's why I chose to be a family-friendly creator actually is it's helped me navigate around a lot of the sus toxic energy because we don't do that at all here. Anybody who knows our community, we don't deal with that. We don't deal with trauma dumping either, like none of it because this is a non-trigger zone for everybody. So um, like we have deep talks and sometimes we do talk about like slightly dark topics, but again, we try to keep it pretty non-trigger. Um, So it's the family friendly thing helped me a lot with all of those things, trolls, spams, bots. Um, but I still struggle with it for sure as a female VTuber. I've had a lot of, uh, I've had a lot of really weird situations happen. Just being a female gamer, not like even before I streamed, I've had like weird situations being a female on the internet. So it's definitely a common thing. Choosing to be family friendly and setting strong boundaries helped me the most. So know your boundaries, establish what those boundaries are and, um, take the family friendly route if you feel like you need to. All right, next we've got Geekish Senpai asked, how do you find a way to give back to your audience and community? What are the questions to ask oneself? How you give back is gonna depend on you and your situation. Uh, Giveaways, you can do giveaways. That's a good way to give back. Featuring your audience's work, that's another way. Uh, how can you feature them? Like we do motivational Mondays. We share people's work on stream. That's a plenty of a way to give back. Sending them personal thank you messages or videos is a way to give back. Honestly, like thank you goes a long way. So just saying thank you, sending them personalized videos, messages, showcasing their work in your community, giveaways, doing events like competitions or events and things to help service your community. I'd say that's like pretty, pretty much it. How you can give back to your community. Mm -hmm. Okay. So next we got Fedra said, how do you deal with hate comments? Any advice for sensitive people? That's a really hard question. it's very difficult to deal with. I personally let hate comments like dig into my soul all the time and it's so hard to deal with. How you deal with hate comments is surround yourself by a good support system. So having good friends that'll back you up and pump you up when you're low. Uh, a good example for me, uh, Vox is one of my best friends. He's a moderator in the community. Every time I deal with like struggles, he's there for me all the time. He pumps me up. He's like, nah, these people are fools. You got this. You're amazing. So back yourself up with supportive friends, whether that's family members, somebody who could tell you that you're awesome or whatever. That's super helpful for dealing with hate comments on that you have to know that they'll come no matter what you're doing in life people are always going to have something negative to say about it no matter what you're doing you could literally be you could be doing the nicest thing in the world you could be doing the nicest you could be holding a door open for somebody you could literally be holding a door open for like someone in somebody but why are you holding that door open for that person they need to do it themselves so they can gain muscle strength because they're an old person and they need to make sure that their arteries are not like (laughs) you know what i mean like people always come up with like just some really dumb shenanigans and always find a way to negatively comment on you so surround yourself by a positive support system. That's my best advice for dealing with negative comments. And there are going to be days, Fedra, where it still gets to you. There are going to be days where you're like, bro, I just can't. And you're just going to cry and it's going to suck and it's going to really sink in. But do not let that single defeat, let it only be a defeat of the battle, but not the war.
how much appearance affect the video stream it can be anything uh beauty outfit etc how much does appearance affect stream i think it affects the stream but you shouldn't let it stop you now this goes back to the last podcast episode where we talked about don't not do something because you don't have it fully prepared or ready yet okay it it matters but it doesn't matter like like branding matters right because like even if the food of a restaurant you like is really good if it looks really nasty on the outside nobody wants to go into the restaurant right but the the contents within the restaurant are still more important like if you have good food but like crappy branding it's like okay i I guess i can get past the fact that the sign of the shop looks terrible because their burgers are really good but like so, but it does matter because if you have the full experience of the outside of the restaurant looks beautiful, the food inside is good, it's ultimately going to be a better experience, yes. But at the end of the day, the content is more important than the actual appearance of the content. And it's hard for me to say that because I'm an artist and I'm a designer and it's really important for me to have a visual aesthetic, but I'd rather have you creating content that doesn't look the best than not creating at all because you can take those steps to start upgrading your visuals over time uh, as, I, as I have done and as many other VTubers have done. Next question. Oh, this is our final question. Unless you guys have any more questions, now is the time to ask. Should I publish a stream raw or edit? I mean, you can. I have like feelings about that in general because I don't think like I'd rather have you post if you're not if you can't if you don't have time to edit right now literally just post but don't expect to get a ton of views on it right just post what you got but be working towards being able to make more refined content monster so meme of the day says asked do you have a manager or an assistant to balance your social media presence while you're on projects I actually do not I currently do literally everything myself I use a huge Trello board. I have a big Trello board. I can show you guys uh, what that Trello board looks like. I've showed you all, some of y'all sometimes before, but I organize all my own stuff. I really do need to hire a personal assistant. The two things I need is a personal assistant and a, um, or not need, but what I would like uh, is a personal assistant and an editor. So I'm looking for an editor at some point. It's hard for me to let go of that right now, though. I'm still very attached to all my work. Personal assistant and an editor are the two first hires that I really need, like most of all, period. So, but again, like I said, I don't feel comfortable enough to hire out at the current moment. I'm going to, and it's something I'm trying to step towards and move more towards. Uh, but I, so I don't have one, but it would be very, very beneficial to help me be able to start spending more time where I want to post or spending more time where I want to spend it. Like I'd rather be working on my visual novel. I'd rather be working on the visuals of my VTuber, but I can't really do that right now because I'm spending so much time doing all these other things. And that goes back to how do you, how do you make your business scale? Well, you need to start hiring and delegating tasks. And I'm in a weird crossover uh, position right now with that. Trello is a very, like it's a very planner, organized, oriented uh, type thing I'll show you here in a few minutes. There's also something called Notion I use as well. But guys, this is the types of organization it takes for you to start getting this intense with it and like to make it work. I have things down to a T. If I didn't have this, guys, this would be impossible. <laughs> this would literally be impossible. You need to get this organized. You need to find a system that works for you. Am I telling you to use Trello? I'm not telling you to use Trello. I'm telling you to find something that works for you. And that might be something that's very visual like Trello. That might be you getting a physical piece of paper and notepad out. Find something that works for you to help whatever gets the work done, right? It's all super inspiring stuff. I would recommend finding something that works for you. So that's an example of what I do because I don't have a personal assistant because I need to be that organized. Otherwise I would be going insane. And I have a calendar too. Lil Diamond asks, how do you get the motivation to get up every morning and work on your goals? I'm going to be real with you. I don't always have the motivation, but you know what inspires me is you guys. You have to have your end goal in mind. You have to have a deeper purpose in mind. And your purpose needs to be stronger than your feelings in the moment. There are many times where I'm tired or exhausted and I don't want to get out of bed, but it's the purpose that keeps me moving forward. And that purpose is I want to create a better world for artists 
to be creatively free? How can I create an ex- your experience and your life easier by providing you tools and things to help you grow and get better as a person? I am so passionate about that. And while there may be many times where I feel very weak mentally or I feel very drained, I still always make an effort to to push for that, even when I really don't feel like it. And again, there are days where I have mental breakdowns and I just can't do it. But there are also days where I have spectacular moments, like the 12-hour stream was with you guys. So again, this goes back to the topic we said earlier, you're going to love something as much as you hate it. If you love it deeply, you're going to experience a lot of pain for it. So I don't always feel motivated, but it really comes back to discipline. You got to build the habit. And that's when I go back to recommending this book I love that I talk about on stream all the time, which is Atomic Habits, phenomenal personal development book that talks talks to you about how to utilize your psychology and how to utilize your brain to make the most of your day with productivity. And that's a phenomenal book for that. Highly recommend that book. Phenomenal for getting, starting to understand how habits work. So use your psychology to your advantage. Yeah, I don't always have the motivation. So, but I'm going to be real with you. I have a lot of raw energy and passion. This is who I am. I just, I'm excited to help. I'm excited to grow. I'm excited. I have this fire and this passion in my soul, but I think that you can also get to that point as well if your purpose is strong enough. And that comes with more self-awareness, discovering and learning more about who you are and why you're here. Well, like, what are you doing here with your time? Okay, we'll take we'll take this next question too. Uh, Meme says, how do taxes as a VTuber, YouTuber VTuber, do you not have to answer because the answer might contain personal information? Oh no, it's okay. Schools just not teach. Yeah, they don't teach taxes enough. I'm not the good, I'm not a good person to ask. You want to reach out to an accountant about that? I also need to hire an accountant really bad um, because I don't 100% know. There's articles and stuff you can find out there, Meme, but I'm not a great person to ask about like taxes. Uh, but you, what I can tell you is you can either pay like at the end of the year or you can pay quarterly. Some like content creators pay quarterly for their taxes because when you're self-employed, you don't get taxes automatically taken out of your check like when you work a traditional job. So you either need to set that money aside because you're going to have to pay that back either in quarters, like one, two, three, four throughout the year or all the, at the end of the year. It depends on your needs. But I don't 100% know, but just make sure you're saving money as a content creator to pay back those taxes when you start making more money. Um, but again, that's when you'd want to hire an accountant probably. I use QuickBooks right now. I use QuickBooks for my tax stuff. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of the VTuber Voices podcast. Lots of really, really solid topics and great questions brought to the table today. Again, if you want to check me out live or ask questions live, we do the VTuber Voices podcast occasionally over on my Twitch channel on twitch.tv forward slash sapphire or here on my YouTube channel if you're here on YouTube. Uh, but if you ever want to check out the visuals and you're on Spotify or anything like that as well, consider heading over to my YouTube channel, which is also uh, Sapphire, S-Y-A-F-I-R-E. But thank you so much. And I hope you can take some of these tools with you moving forward to continue to grow yourself as a person and your business and develop yourself creatively. Uh, I'll see you next time on the Sapphire Star. Bye.